0: Yeah, it's 7 o'clock. Let's have a meeting. Welcome. Good evening. This is the regular meeting of the All In group of Alcoholics Anonymous. My name is Matt and I'm an alcoholic. Let us open the meeting with a moment of silence to do with as you wish, followed by the serenity prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. Courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the distance. The preamble, Alcoholics Anonymous is a fellowship of men and women who share their experience, strength, and hope with each other that they may solve their common problem and help others to recover from alcoholism. The only requirement for membership is a desire to stop drinking. There are no dues or fees for AA membership. We are self-supporting through our own contributions. AA is not allied with any sect, denomination, politics, organization, or institution, does not wish to engage in any controversy, neither endorses nor opposes any causes. Our primary purpose is to stay sober and help other alcoholics to achieve sobriety. Singleness of purpose. This is a closed meeting of Alcoholics Anonymous in support of AA's singleness of purpose, attendance, at a closed meeting it is limited to persons who have a desire to stop drinking if you think you have a problem with alcohol you are welcome to attend this meeting we ask that when discussing our problems we confine ourselves to those problems as they relate to alcoholism the 12 steps i have asked david to read the 12 steps of aa thanks man david alcohol hey david
1: Sin. 3, made the decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him, 4, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves, 5, admitted to God to ourselves and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs, 6, were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character, Suddenly, 7, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings, 8, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. 9. Made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or <coughs> 10. continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11. Sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood Him, praying only for knowledge of His will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12. Having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this one
0: and to practice these principles in all our.: affairs. Thanks, David. The timekeeper. At this group, it is custom to have a spiritual timekeeper to ensure that we are staying on track. The lead has 10 minutes to share, and all other group members have three minutes to share. The timekeeper will give a one-minute notice when you have one minute left remaining for your share. Is there anyone who would like to volunteer to be our spiritual timekeeper for tonight? I'll do that. Thanks, Brett. Thanks, Brett. Thanks, Brett. Thanks, Brett. Introductions. Is there anyone here attending their very first meeting of AA who just recent or just recently coming back to AA who thinks they have a problem with alcohol? Okay. At this point, we would like to introduce ourselves however you wish to do so. My name is Matt and I'm an alcoholic. Matt, Matt, Matt. I'm alcoholic. Ed. Ed. Colin, alcoholic. I'm,
2: I'm Steve, I'm alcoholic. Steve, Steve. Tom, alcoholic. Steve, alcoholic. alcoholic. alcoholic.
0: alcoholic. 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 Alan alcoholic. I'm okay. um, John, alcoholic. John. John. Alex, alcoholic. Alex. Alcoholic. Alex. Vince. Scott, alcoholic. Vince. Vince. Scott. Alcoholic. Scott. Hey, I'm Sean, alcoholic. I'm Sean. Brody, alcoholic. Brody. Hey, Brody. <laughs> and I'm Matt, and I'm an alcoholic. Uh, it is this group's format to have a topic lead and designate someone to speak for 10 minutes on that topic. The guy that I invited to speak tonight, I always love it when the chairs would bring speakers from matter you know other meetings because it just puts a lot of good energy into our group I, I believe um i met him over at the at the lunchbox group when i was first getting sober we would sit next to each other a lot of times and i always appreciated his shares and i've heard him qualify over at the um, shannon happy hour group uh, tonight i've asked tom to do our lead on the topic of open-mindedness
3: I'm,
0: tom. I'm not hey tom so yeah, I, uh, I got a text a few days ago saying I'm,
4: I'm doing this so uh, um, I'm, I'm not familiar with the format, but I'll try not to go over too long. Um, uh, so I had been to a, a meeting that day and this topic was open-mindedness, and I kind of dug the meeting. So you said, what's your topic? I said, okay, open-mindedness be I, um, I've been in the program for a little over seven years. And it's taken me almost that entire time to really figure out what that means. I think most people get it quicker. Um, I was somewhat open minded in that I called the number. Um, you know, something happened. I wanted to want to quit drinking for a long time, and maybe my whole life. And, and then one day something happened and I wanted to. And uh, I told one of my kids, I. I Called the number. And um, you know, it, was, it was the morning when I when I called and, and I said I wanted to go to a meeting as soon as possible. They uh, told me there was several meetings around and Lunchbox was one of them and that's one I chose. And, you know, I um, it was, it said it was a church and I wasn't comfortable with that and I got in the parking lot. It looked super churchy and uh, I, I was very I got there a little bit early, and I sat uh, near the front in the middle, and the and, um, gave me the how it works thing to read, and uh, I'm dyslectic, I read real slow, and I was super uncomfortable with that, I mean, super uncomfortable with that, but uh, I didn't argue with her, I just said I'd do it, and then, and then I stammered through the thing really bad, it just sounded awful. I get to the point where it says there is one who has all power. That one is God. May find now, and my mind was shut. It was completely closed. I knew this was a cult. I knew this was not the place for me. I knew I needed to get out of there as quickly as I possibly could. And if I was not reading and everybody was looking at me, I think I probably would have stood up and walked out. I've seen that happen. but I say, and, and I, I raised my hand when they said, is uh, anyone here for their first time? And then I didn't listen to anything else for a while. And then it seemed like this, this old dude in the back, it seemed like he was talking to me. You know, well, you know, his first step, and yeah, he's talking to me. I, I, I didn't hear him say, we're all gonna be talking to you. I wasn't listening <laughs> um, But, but um, you know, he said, you know, he's been sober since 1947. He got, uh, he got cured in 1947. He's still going to be in a, a loser. You know? and, uh, um, but, I, but but something about that just made me start listening. And, and then he said that um, willpower is as useful to uh, the alcoholic as it is to someone who has diarrhea. And that just moved me off the mark because I thought the only thing, I didn't know much about AA, but I thought it was a giant willpower. And he's like, this thing that has nothing to do with willpower. And people were like nodding their heads. So my mind was open just a little bit. And uh, everybody else that spoke that day just was powerful. And there was like 60 or 70 in the room. And everybody wanted to speak and tell me how much better their lives got gotten as a result of this program. And, 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 and I wasn't convinced, but. I thought maybe, uh, and really when I went there, I was just, I, I just felt like I got to check this thing off the box, you know? uh, I didn't really think it would work. And, and, and this guy, Russ Strange, is his name, I, I don't know if any of you know him, you <coughs> all well he's passed away um, uh, since then, but uh, he's the guy that was talking in the back and he hands me a big book, and uh, so guess I, 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 I take a look at it and I, and I start reading it. I decided I'm, I'm going to come back to a meeting the next the next week, and I'm reading this book. I I didn't decide for sure to quit drinking, but I'm I'm not drinking as much. I mean, you don't like read from a big book and say, "Gee, I want beer." So, so so I'm drinking a whole lot less. But I'm reading this book, and it's very interesting, and and um, and and lines are just jumping out of the page at me, and. Um,
5: in the next, the next week. What, if, what, what's my time? What, what am I doing? Five minutes. I got five minutes. Okay. So I got to make my point here. Um, <laughs> um,
4: so, so anyway, um, I become convinced by the book that it would work, and um, my mind is completely open to the program, but it's definitely not open to me. Uh, still completely shut about me. It. It took me years before I could open my mind about myself. I, um, there's a, a, a guy at Lunchbox uh, named Sunglasses John who says that uh, AA is like soup. It's warmer in the middle, warmest in the middle. It's coldest around the edges. You know? And I, I, I always, I felt bad when I heard him say that because I knew I would always be in that cold part around the edges. I, I'm, I'm not the kind of guy who could be in the middle of, of a group. I, mean, I, I, uh, you know, I spent the first six years of my life in front of a TV alone, Memorizing Bugs Bunny cartoons, and, and uh, I didn't learn how to get along with people, and I that's never going to be part of me. And uh, and I was sure, and uh, and uh, so I, I worked with a, a sponsor, and I fired that guy. Um, I worked with another sponsor, and I fired that guy. But I kept reading. Uh, I read other books, A related books, and other spiritual books, and and and, and uh, I I didn't go back out. Uh, but I did start to get ill, a uh, uh, physical condition that requires some narcotics, or you oh, will never sleep. Interstitial cystitis so. is what it's called. So anyway, I'm, I've, I started taking. I, one of my prescriptions is Xanax. Yeah, you're only supposed to take this at night, but I started having. <coughs> I started being nervous about uh, work, and I started taking. And I was chairing meetings at uh, Shannon Happy Hour, and one day I, I, I took one on the way uh, to chair a meeting. And I chaired the meeting, and it was a lucky disaster. I, I, I made, you know, every, every time I chair a meeting, I make like 80 86, but I made like 20 mistakes. So it was obvious that something was wrong. And wrong. Um, and the next day, um, um, uh, Scott P. was. Uh, was sharing, and he never passes to me. He said, "You know, what it says in the book, all mind-altering substance." And there's only five minutes left. I know, and five. And uh, <clears throat> he passes to me, and I'm like, "Fuck!" Am telling this? And I left there with the sponsor, and I really worked the steps with the sponsor. And I understood then. You know, I thought I had worked the steps by myself. I really, really did. I honestly believed that, and I didn't know what I didn't know. Uh, and I understood it. And 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 but you know i was still on the perimeter and i i do I can do this uh, so um, so um, a year ago I saw a YouTube video uh, on uh, on how to remember people's names and people say they're bad at things but uh, my wife will serve. I'm, I'm absolutely the worst and and, and uh, uh, the guy said that the reason you can't remember names is because you're self-conscious, you really don't give a shit what that person's name is. That's why. And what you do is you try to convince yourself that you care. You try to convince yourself self-conscious, your subconscious that you care. And so when, when you're looking at the guy, you're like, what's that What's that I, I wish I knew what his name was. What's his name? And you do that in your mind, and and your subconscious all of a sudden starts thinking, I don't really care what this person's name is, and you tend to remember. Well, I'm not great at it, but I'm a little better at it than I used to be. I'm a lot better than than I used to be. I would say that I am almost average. I might even be above average. And there's a lot of times now where I'm in Shannon Happy Hour or I'm at Lunchbox and I know every single person's name in the room. That's brand new. That just started a year ago. First time I ever had anybody ask me to sponsor them was a year ago. Coincidence? I I don't think it's a coincidence. And now I have a force one. And I love them and I'm in the program so much deeper than I ever imagined that I ever could possibly be in this program. Even two years ago, I had no idea how much I could get out of this program. I was completely closed off to the idea that I could learn people's names and that I could actually have conversations. I could have conversations with one person or two people could actually be in the group and be comfortable. And I walk into these meetings now and I will know almost every single person's name and almost everybody knows my name. You know, it wasn't a coincidence. I was five years in the program, nobody knew my name. Well, I didn't know there. And so I don't know what else I'm gonna learn from the program, but you know, I've been in the program for six years, last year, and I didn't really get it. So I look forward to the future of maybe learning some more stuff that I didn't know. Because I didn't know what I didn't know. But uh, uh, my mind is open to the possibility that I could grow from here. And that's what I want to do. And that's why I keep coming
0: back. Thanks, Tom. um, The meeting is now open. Please be considerate of the time you share so that all who wish to do so (coughs) will have an opportunity to share. The floor is yours. Thanks. I'm i Hey, Colin. Um, I appreciate uh, that.
6: I'm going to make a point of remembering your name. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I can I can relate to the, the idea of open mindedness. Um, I think, and I think you said something earlier on about. Uh, that you thought you were, and in general, maybe in other contexts you were open-minded, but you sort of found yourself like, only, you know, it's like the way you describe it, it's like you're almost like instinctively, like you know, danger will Robinson, like this is not the right thing for me, something like that. Mm-hmm. I wasn't like that with AA, but I certainly was like that with other aspects of of my alcoholism and of what I had to do to, to become sober. But for me, the most probably severe sort of clenched up part of my mind and my heart was um, more about facing and admitting basically my character defects, I suppose what we call them here, you know, bad things that I was and what I'd done before that I'd been kind of running hard away from for a long time. Um, And uh, it came as a tremendous, you know, kind of like gladness that sort of dawned on me over the first sort of couple of months of the program to, I don't know, I mean, I don't know exactly how it happened but like to not have that sort of um instinctive turning away from from those things because they were sort of obviously difficult or painful um, and i think of that as like <clears throat> both realizing that you were close-minded about something before but also sometimes your heart and your mind kind of opening up in a way it's like like you said you don't get you know, didn't know what you didn't know you know i forget the, that's like a great phrase to describe that kind of thing it's like can't even, don't even know that there's a thing that's over there because your eyesight doesn't go that far or something like that, you know, and that's how it was with me with a lot of my problems and I hadn't really put my finger on it and thought about it like that but I think your talk and your sharing helps about that, it's like I usually think of like sobriety, cravings you know, not doing stupid shit in my life like that, you know hurts things or destroys things but actually open-mindedness has really been a benefit of, of Sober
0: enough for me as well. Thanks. Thank
1: you. Hey, David. I I was just thinking when you were talking Tom that, um, you know, when I first came into the program of recovery, I I didn't really know what an alcoholic was. I I just knew I had living problems and um, I didn't really know how to solve them. Friend who's in the program of recovery, and he said, You know, why don't you give a prize? So I was open to that idea that even though I didn't know what it was, it was like, Okay, I'm gonna go because you're, you're there and I know you. And, um, and so I went to meetings and I got a sponsor, and, you know, uh, started working the steps. But I, you know, the, the thing that I the, the thought that I had is, you know, while we were sitting here is um, you can't solve problems with the same kind of thinking that you came into the rooms with, you know. So it's like, somehow the, my thinker had to change, you know, and, and, and you know, my, my sponsor used to look at a sign and he said, see that, see that sign that says think, think, think? That does not apply to you, you know, because my thinker was broken. And So uh, I had to be open to a whole new way of thinking, you know, and, uh, which meant I had to work the steps. I had to follow somebody else's direction. I had to, you know, get out of me. And, I, and it was hard to do because, uh, you know, my ego tells me I know how to handle situations. I know how to deal with life. I know how to solve problems. And this was the problem. Me was the problem that I could not solve. So uh, after sort of failing and flailing through the first year of sobriety, even though I didn't go out and drink, I, I had to make multiple amends because I did things that I shouldn't have done. And most of it involved not listening to the person who was trying to give me direction. And uh, so I finally opened up to the idea that maybe he actually knew what he was talking about. And uh, maybe uh, if I actually worked the steps and did what somebody else actually Suggested I do that uh, things might be different, and lo and behold, they were. You know, and suddenly I opened myself up to all the things that this program brings to us. You know, a fellowship, uh, a process of steps that we can walk through that change how we deal with life. And then, for me, the biggest thing was finding God and understanding that I actually. And that I believe loves me beyond all measure. So those are the things that I, I started thinking about when you we were talking about just being open minded and being willing, you know, to do something different for one life. And uh, for that I am thankful. So, yeah. Thank you, David. Bread alcoholic.
7: Hey, a few people hear about this, um, but on Thursday, the first sponsor that I ever had passed away. Um, he had a little over 13 years sober and relapsed about a week ago. And then his wife found him dead in his bed Thursday night. Um, so going to his stream Saturday. And it's it's kind of fucked me up a little bit, um, but also you know, reminded me of why I'm still supposed to be here. But, but I think this is a great topic for me because it really reminds me of why, like, he truly had a part in saving my life and showing me how to be open-minded and how to use this program to the best, you know, to my benefit. Um, and you know, he was one of those guys that that really showed me, like, you know, the first time we met, I told him my story, he told me his story, and showed me how to relate to the other people. In how to relate to how we can, you know, kind of open my mind to the idea of doing something different instead of living the way that I was always living. Um, and so you know, I I'm so grateful for him and I just kind of I just wanted to get that off my chest a little bit and just kind of talk about that for a second. Um, and you know the the opportunities that he he showed me within this program of how to be open-minded and how to be honest and Willing, and um, you know, the biggest part I think was the vulnerability of being more open-minded to be vulnerable with men, and you know, I did my first ever four-step with him, and I did some other first program-wise with him, and uh, you know, it, it really kind of put me in a good direction. I, I had a relapse after that and went to another rehab, but but. The way that he showed me certain things really kind of helped guide me into that direction of continuing to move forward in this program and, and uh, trying to do this to the best of my ability. And you know, I respected the program he worked in, um, and kept in touch with him for these last several years. And um, didn't get to talk to him too much, but talked to him on his birthday last year, and that was kind of the last time I talked to him. But, um, you know, I'm just, Every day, things like that happen, we hear about other people passing away and things like that and, um, in this program and outside this program, it you know just keeps me willing to keep coming back and keep me open-minded to why I'm still supposed to be here and to help the next uh, next alcoholic that comes in the room and those those kind of principles that that I didn't under, know understand and know about when I first got here, so that's all I got uh, pass.
0: Thanks. Thank you, Brett. Enjoy.
5: Uh, Sean Alcoholic. Hey,
0: Sean.
5: You want to go? I know we're not supposed to cross talk. You want to go deeper into that? Like, your first sponsor passed away? Like, I don't
8: know. I don't want to hear more. (laughs) (laughs) So
5: good. um, Sean Alcoholic. One of the uh, <laughs> it's so weird and it's so odd. So uh, I'm a a Philadelphia Eagles fan. I bet beat me outside. Um, there was thirty years of us being terrible uh, before we got good. So. <clears throat> so. Um, they were uh, 41 to win Super Bowl this year, and I asked my brother to put 100 100 bucks down uh, to win four thousand dollars. He uh, he did not do that. Um, he went and looked at stoves instead. Um, so <laughs> uh, we're having all these conversations here over the last you know, couple days, and he's you know, like, no, no, no. If they want circle, you owe me $4,000, Mr. Jim. One of the things that I have the most problem with and the most trouble with is uh, perception of relationships. I think everything is good, I think everything Especially with my brother, he's a couple years older than me. I was like, oh, hey, how are you going to give me this $4,000? Uh, he was like, I'm not giving you $4,000 whatsoever. What are you talking about? One minute. So anyway, we have this deal. Um, and so I'm talking to my wife. And she's like, is this odd? Isn't this bizarre? Uh, that me. honestly think because he didn't hold up his end of the bargain, he owes me $4,000, if they want to support But they don't, I don't know, four hundred. That is how.
9: I'm not an open-minded person, which that's also me, um, and it's because I like to be right. It's because I like to think that I, you know, kind of know better. And um, I, you know, remember the first time going through. It, I had to look this up here. But I Remember going through the steps for the first time and um, getting to where the Big Book starts to talk about spiritual experience. And my sponsor and I flipped to the appendix, which describes what a spiritual experience is. And this is on page 568 of the Big Book and uh, the last two paragraphs there, we find that no one need have, di- uh, have difficulty with the spirituality of the program. Willingness, honesty, and open-mindedness, open-mindedness are the essentials of recovery, but these are indispensable. There is a principle which is a bar <coughs> against all information, which is proof against all arguments, and which cannot fail to keep a man in everlasting ignorance. That principle is contempt prior to investigation. Um, and my, The quality of my recovery suffers like tremendously when I have all the answers and when everybody else is wrong and I'm totally unwilling to like do what this program has taught me, which is to take a look at myself. and I mean, that's been the story of my life lately which, it's not my fault, you know what I mean. If there's two people raising a baby at home, but that's a conversation. For <laughs> but truly, like the the quality of my life and the quality of my recovery suffers when I don't have that open-mindedness. When I have that like contempt prior to investigation, and what it tells me is that when I'm not you know looking at life with an open mind, that I'm not having that spiritual experience that I'm supposed to have as a result of working the twelve steps. And I'm not going to have that, you know that personality change sufficient enough to bring about recovery, which that's like one of the key components. It says it right there in the book, open-mindedness, honesty, and willingness. Um, and so that's an a important thing for me to bear in mind because there's nothing more than I love than being right. You know? and, I mean, how do I get to the point of, of open-mindedness? I, I mean, I have to come to places like this, I have to hear your perspective, I have to like, ask other people for help when I need it, and I have to continue to keep my hands busy in these steps because otherwise, I mean, I'm fucked. I can see there's a night and day difference. You know, if I'm willing to look at things from a different perspective, I'm willing to have that perspective shift, um, then things go pretty well for me. Yeah. You know? If I don't, then I suffer the consequences of it. It's like a, a night and day difference. Um, so it's a great topic, and I appreciate your being. Thanks for letting me share.
0: Thanks, thanks Max. Thanks, Greg. I'm hey, Greg. What's up, Greg? Well,
10: thanks for that talk it was great, great topic. Um one thing I had came in um, was that humility, showing humility is not a sign of weakness. Yeah, I spent my whole life um, <clears throat> with a big ego and a lot of false pride and some of it was a defense mechanism, some of it was uh, just a character defect, but I thought that by being humble and having the ability to say I was wrong or be wrong about something um, meant that I was an idiot or a loser or that that was weak, and uh, you know, alcohol really broke me. Um, <clears throat> going into treatment, I was on the verge of losing everything, and it really did humble me. Uh, but as soon as things started going a little bit better in life, I could see the trap being set that I would try to start taking uh, credit for some of it when really I didn't deserve any of it because I tried to get sober on my own for twenty years and I couldn't. Um, What i found is when I walk into a room and don't have to be the center of attention, when I don't have to be the smartest guy in the room, when it's okay for me to say something and actually be wrong, it's very freeing. Like that, uh, being open to the idea that I'm not perfect, um, which I never would have admitted before, getting sober, has actually just brought a lot of fresh air to my life. Um, It's allowed me to be me, it's allowed me to not have so much stress and anxiety, uh, it's been a game changer. I also had to be open to the fact that, you know, my past and my time in active uh, addiction isn't just for naught, that that can be used to help another alcoholic. I kind of saw those as dead years and oh my gosh I can't believe I'm 46 not 26 and starting life over and then I looked around and I have so much to be grateful for and I have so much I can share with others now. And Lastly, I, I, I believed everything y'all are telling me because it was working going through the steps but the part about working with other alcoholics didn't make a lot of sense to me. Um, but it says in the book, you know, nothing's gonna prevent me as much from a relapse as working with other alcoholics, and I have found in being open to that, that um, when I'm calling guys, or um, sitting down and working through steps with them, or just being supportive of service, uh, it has the opposite effect of what I thought it would. It's, uh, it not only is humbling, but it it is, uh, it just reinforces everything I believe about this program that you guys have taught me. So, real grateful to be here with y'all. Uh, I love this group, and uh, I'll pass back to
8: the floor. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Thanks, Greg. Thanks Greg. My name is Tyler. I'm not following. Tyler. I uh, was thinking about <laughs> the acronym HOW, and I feel like uh, my experience in rehab has put like a negative perspective on all those uh, acronyms to me, like the HALT and HOW. And I, I don't know <laughs> <laughs> um, but I can think of when I think of open, open-mindedness in my experience that it, it is typically only one experience, and it's I have to sort. I get to this place where I have to surrender, and then I'm like brought to this place where I don't know. Because um, for a guy like me, whose natural disposition is to not trust people, to think I know what's best, and to try to run the show, um, I have to be forcefully put to that place where it's like, all right, I don't know. Um, example. I was Sitting here watching Max play with his phone, I thought in my mind, I was thinking, fucking Max on his phone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> little, little did I know he was doing research.
3: I'd be reminded really So that's all I got. Thanks, thanks Tyler. Hey, I'm Sean. I Sean. Sean. Um, Tom, thanks for the uh, lead. I, uh, you probably, I don't know if you remember me, but we actually worked together uh, 25 years ago, right out of college. And you were really, uh, I was right out of college. I don't know where you were, but you were really cool, and I remember you spent a lot of time with me and gave back, and you were really good about, trying to teach teach people things. And uh, and uh what we we'll talk about. Um, I mean, I'm familiar, right? <laughs> um but I think this But kind of this is a little bit like my experience with the program. Um, like, like back then when I was younger and, and learning my job and wanted to, to no. know a lot about it, I would seek people out like Tom has a little more experience than I did. I would try to find people who, who knew more and I was just hungry for knowledge, you know. But then I think as in other areas of my life where I got maybe a little bit over my skis, I thought I knew more than I actually knew. And uh, and so it took me a it took me a long time to really grasp the concept of, you know, more than just showing up to the meeting, working some steps, I actually listening to some of the suggestions and doing some of the things. So so what you had to say really kind of spoke to me at night. But it's uh it's just a reminder that I, I I typically have to kind of put myself in a spot of humility, um, or I'm just not going to learn a damn thing. So. Uh, thanks for me share. Thank thanks, Sean. thanks, Sean. Yeah, very much.
11: Right. Um,
10: you
11: get a much different view of Tom at your first job than
1: you had of me at
0: your yeah. first job. <laughs> 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 Sean,
1: Sean, Sean, was Sean was like, who the fuck is this crazy man? <laughs> I
11: was like, like one of his first bosses or something, he thought I was fucking insane, which I was. We've come a long way since then. Um, um, <clears throat> I'm glad Max read that um, that thing about contempt prior to investigation. You know, there's also that <clears throat> if you've ever read the book, you know, the Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. You know, the first the first one is seek first to understand, and you know, it's like it starts with something that simple, <clears throat> and you know, and it's like kind of like what Tyler said. I rarely start there, and it's like there's this habit I should have, you know, to seek, to understand, you know, as opposed to just <clears throat> digging in and being in opposition to people or ideas or principles or, or anything. <clears throat> you know, it says somewhere in the in the twelve and twelve, I would pick up my phone and try to search for it, but Something about, you know, it talks about, you know. We should never like not say never will I not do something. Cause I think, at least for me, when I got here, <clears throat> you know, for me, it was step nine, it was the amends. I will not do that. I will not apologize. It's through the through the through the process, my mind opened and when it got time to get there, I was willing to do it. And it came over time. But it didn't it didn't start that. <clears throat> and and I see that from time to time and in, in other people that I work with. I like, well, I know I was having a conversation with someone recently who's been getting in and out of the program, a friend of mine, and they were basically saying they had no character defects you know, that needed to be addressed. And and it was like there's no point in arguing uh-huh. that with with someone who's there because they're obviously closed minded and so I just said, thanks. I just said, you know, well, Maybe that's just something you ought to like try to look at from a different perspective, and just and just left it there. And um, <clears throat> but I know that I can be that same way. I mean, I can be that close-minded and <clears throat> not you know not look at anybody else's perspective. And you know? but it <clears throat> but the program gives me the ability to, to get to a point, whether <clears throat> no matter what it is, a situation to maybe take a step back and look at it from a different with a different lens. Without that.
12: my colleague yes. yes. um, when I came into the program I was absolutely certain that it was not going to work that I was not going to be able to face over but I was desperate and I had to do something and that was uh, max one of those uh, quotes in my rehab that that really I'm like, oh it really like hit me on the inside and I was like I didn't know what to do with it um, so I uh, and so ever since then, it really has just kept reoccurring in my mind. Reoccurring in my mind. That's just exactly who I was—completely arrogant. And so when I came in, um, I said, "Okay, I'm going to take whatever suggestions you guys have, because that's something I've never done. And that way, when it doesn't work, then I can say I did everything I was supposed to work. I was supposed to do." So that it actually, you know, kind of works. So, um, you know, I've never been so happy to be wrong about something. And, um, you know, I think that (coughs) I need to ask probably a lot more questions all the time. I sometimes search for answers, but the problem is is that I don't know which questions to ask. You know, if you have the right question, you're gonna get the right answer. You're gonna get to where you need to be. But you know, early on, you just don't know what questions to ask. Um, so I think that that's probably uh, one thing that I could probably uh, do a little bit better on. And um, so now I just try to keep an open mind. I try to try things that i never tried before. Um, because like I said, when I first came in, I was convinced that none of that shit was gonna work and that I knew what the hell was going on. This was The World by Steve and um it just you know i was wrong and um so you know i strive every you know often i strive to be open-minded and um you know surprising things happen you know when i when i first um before i was (coughs) sober life had gotten so completely dull and dry it was the same damn thing over and over again and in my mind, I could predict everything that was gonna happen. And I knew that it was not gonna end well, and I I knew that the light at the end of the tunnel, that was a train, and it was coming for me. And, um, you know, but, uh, you know, opening my mind up to something different actually just saved my life. And life became a lot more interesting, because then things started to really surprise me. And you know, I love to be surprised by things. Now, I love you 30 know, seconds. sometimes not to know <laughs> what what's going on, because then I can really learn. And <coughs> as long as I know, uh, think that I know, I cannot learn. It, it totally just blocks your mind. But anyway, I'll pass. Thanks.
2: I'm Ed, alcoholic. <laughs> what's up, Ed? Thanks, Tom. Um, I um, Always enjoy your shares. Great lead. Um, open-mindedness. Um, I always thought I was open-minded, um, but my sponsor told me, you know, uh, when I often would compare my um, my my attempt at sobriety, my first time rehab. First of all, he told me don't compare, but he definitely said the big difference is uh, willingness and being open to learning. I mean, and it really truly was uh, the gift of desperation. Um, My circumstance, too, was a little bit of kind of uh, public humiliation. So the shame was out of it for me a little bit. I had that before. Couldn't get past. I had shame, and I couldn't get past the first step. I mean, it was like my ego that just I couldn't accept that I really was an alcoholic and willing to do the work and work with a sponsor. And So it's been... um, just uh a, a real journey of a year and a half into it now but um i also had to be open minded because of my circumstances i um you know was was a lawyer had allegations made against me, and then just basically kind of unemployable um and been washing dogs and not knowing you know like what what I was going to do um and just truly turned my will and my life over to God as I grew this relationship with God. And it's been very, like, liberating um, that I've had more, like, peace and joy even in not knowing, in so much uncertainty with my career, with my marriage. Um, and so um One just today I did find that these charges are going to be dropped and I'm going to be able to expunge and move on with my life, you know? And so, in a way, it's that's, that's of course, awesome. Um, and it, I have a lot of mixed emotions. It's like, you know, why did it take so long? You know, I can kind of get back self-pity, but overall, I'm just thankful. And as my sponsor reminds me too, I mean, it's like... If maybe if it didn't happen this way, um, I wouldn't have had this time to focus on my recovery and and um, and then truly see the benefits of it. But it's just been the just just accepting too. I mean, I think it was just being open-minded to just accept that these are my circumstances and trust God that this was all going to work out. You know. So um, thank y'all for letting me share. Hey. Hey. I'm Will, I am what hey, What's up, Will? Um,
13: yeah, I, I really relate with closed-mindedness, uh, especially so pretty early on. And, uh, to just right now, something clicked on how, Peter mentioned those saying how, said how uh, early sobriety felt like the same thing over and over again, and that's... I've been talking to people being like, i got to find ways to reward myself, but I, I just realized my train of thought is, sim- I have this expectation of, of something happening when I'm sober, similar to like a bender, where like this, this awesome thing happens for like three days, where you know, from just me doing what I'm supposed to be doing, uh, <laughs> i got to change, my, my life's changed, I gotta, What's good for me is change it. It's it's just funny how I don't realize how deep I how deep this stuff goes, um, and even uh, I'm even kind of punishing myself in the same way. Uh, I was I was sick this past week and I missed a breakfast I usually go to, and I and it I almost wanted to like. Just call myself a piece of shit for a few days like i like i would after i did something bad when i was drinking it's um, kind of using the same built-in tools i i've always had um, yeah just, i'll pass thanks for, sharing.
0: Thanks for sharing. brody alcoholic brody. Brody. Thanks
14: for the lead. I was just kind of thinking about my uh, open mindedness and my willingness of when I first walked into the rooms and, and how it's kind of changed since then. Uh, definitely, I was, you know, my, my mind wasn't open, it was, you know, pride, you know, wide with like the jaws of life in the beginning because I was so certain that, you know, like it's been mentioned before, I had everything figured out. Um, you know, I could, I could do things on my own and do it my way. But you know when um, you know when you're 30 years old and and you're kicked out of your house and then your mom's driving you to your first AA appointment that you know really humbles you um, and I think it was actually Lunchbox um, 10 a.m. on a Saturday morning um, on December 11th and uh, and i was, I've been meaning to get back out there to Lunchbox to thank you guys because I said it was my first meeting and they were nothing but um, gracious, and someone gave me a big book at the end of the meeting, I don't even remember who. Um, but that, I heard enough in that meeting to to open my mind to the possibility that this could work, and that I'm not special, um, and that there are other people that are going through, that have gone through the same thing as me, and have found a way to live, and live happily. Um, and, and that's where it's kind of changed for me, I think, you know, throughout This first year and beyond is um, where before the um, my open-mindedness was almost something that um, came out of my my it was from my gift of desperation. Um, You know where we've been talking at work this week about the carrot versus the stick. How do we motivate our employees? Do you use the stick? Do you whack them (laughs) or do you use the carrot? You know to reward them and entice them along. And in the beginning, I was definitely open-minded and willing. You know from the stick. Um, which was you know a lot of my own decisions um and what i what i've done to get me to that place and since you know i've been in this program this being open-minded has really you know just been something i think um, ed or someone mentioned it's you know it's exciting uh to to be able to to grow and to learn um you know and being sober and work the program um you know it, it doesn't it doesn't get old really when you continue to work the steps um, and practice the principles in all your affairs. So, you know, now, you know, I'm I'm open minded because of all the gifts, you know, that AA has has given me and so just appreciative of that and wanted to say appreciative to the lunchbox group because um they kinda kicked it off and I don't know that out there yet, but I'm gonna come. So thanks, all bet. Thanks,
6: I'm sorry Is we pass this around to look at the
0: dates? Is that the idea? Yeah, um, I was going to pass around because there's some open dates in there. I, I don't have a pen. If anybody has a pen, they could share with the calendar. Type, but,
6: service,
0: uh, yeah, there's a. Why don't we just end it here unless anybody's got a burning desire? Uh, that's about all the time we have tonight. If you. Uh, needed to share and, and didn't get a chance to share please speak with me or one of our home group members after the meeting here at this meeting we believe in working the steps with a sponsor will all those who have worked the steps with a sponsor and are willing to be a sponsor please raise your hand if you are looking for a sponsor please see one of these members after the meeting the seventh tradition the seventh tradition states there are no fees Excuse me. There are no dues or fees for AA membership, but your voluntary contributions are greatly appreciated. I have passed the basket. Here at All In, we also have a Venmo account that you can donate to if you don't have cash. The account name is at All In Columbia. Again, that's at All In Columbia. Chips. Is there anybody who would like to volunteer to give out the chips tonight? Thanks
10: appreciate that. My name's Greg, I'm an alcoholic. What's up Greg? You guys here, chip system. Uh, they will not keep you sober, they will walk your time here. I'm gonna give them out as I explain them. If anybody's thinking about drinking, you've exhausted your list, there's a number on the back, 2545301, give it a call, you're gonna say alcohol, the on. Uh, first we had the white chip, surrender chip, anybody want to join our program one day at a time, or got those white new All right. Silver chip, 30 days, 3,000 nights. Mocha chip, sixty days.
0: Okay. Hey. All right. Good. Good
10: Well done, sir. Good job, man. Good job. My boss got sixty. All right, red, ninety days. Yellow, six months. Green, nine months. Your Mama did it, so can you. Look Chip, one eighty-seven.
0: Anybody got numbers we don't know about? Yeah. Oh. Uh-huh. Yeah.
10: How many?
5: Seven. Seven.
8: Seven. It was actually, two weeks ago, or Why thirteen days away. Why'd I do it? There you go. Because of you, Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> um, so thank you very um, much. I guess open-mindedness. I was just. That was something I didn't do at the beginning, so maybe I would have nine years instead of seven. But uh, um, <laughs> uh, it's, it's been great. It's really been great, just coming back. That's awesome. That. That's awesome. That's awesome. Congratulations. Congrats. congrats. Right. we our anniversary. All
10: right, dude, this is Disease. We offer the white a second time. Everyone white. Give it up. What you got? Thanks. Thank you. <clears throat>
0: Are there any AA-related announcements? Brett, uh, What's up, Brett? Brett?
7: Uh, if you would like to make this group your home group, <laughs> come see me after. I'll add you to the home group list. And uh, we had a great speaker meeting for two weeks. Ago.
0: Was that? Oh, goodness. it. Last week. last week. It was last week.
7: My calendar's messed up. Uh, last week, um, our next one is April 25th. So, we got a little bit of time to get all that stuff squared away. Um, our next group conscience is February 28th, the last Tuesday of the month. And. Has uh, the date of the retreat been set? The retreat, we will, I'll send in. I'll get
0: it's David April. Matt, a, yeah, April 21st through the 23rd. April 21st through the 23rd. Now that we have a date that seemed to work for most people or everybody, <coughs> we're going to. Um, Find a location next, well, thanks, which Jeff. is the fun part. Mm-hmm. What's up, Gabe? Tyler was to do it on twenty. What? <laughs> 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 uh So yeah, this is the calendar going around, and I kind of mentioned
9: last week that we're we're exploring some new service opportunities. Um, Tyler and I are going to one next Thursday to go check it out. <coughs> I mean, if you want to sign up, no one is. Um, if you want to sign up on any of the highlighted ones, we can still go out to WECO. Uh, there just has not a whole lot of people checking out. Um, but we haven't officially canceled it yet, so if you want to sign up for it. And I know I said last week I'd have more information, but the information I have is that I'll have more information mm-hmm. after the 16th. Um, but hopefully by then we should have a new service.
5: Next
0: Thursday, Provence Uh yes. yes, Thursday the 16th. Of thanks for going. I might
14: surprise. It's going to be talking. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, thanks, guys, John. Anybody else?
14: Uh, Brody Alcoholics. What's sure. up, Brody? We do have literature. Uh, thank you to whoever got out tonight because I was sloppy. But um, we do have literature. And if there's anything that we don't have, um, please let me know. And I'll be happy to get it for you.
0: Awesome. Great work. We also have uh, bookmarks if anybody needs one. But, uh, okay. So please keep in mind Tradition 12, respecting the anonymity of each of us. Please join me in closing with the serenity prayer. God, God. grant us the serenity. To accept the things cannot change, parents change the things we can and the wisdom's know the difference.